Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, September 4th, and we've completed week 35 of 2023. As a reminder, businesstravel360.com is a great resource to take advantage of for everything business travel. Here you can listen, read, take advantage of bonus points and status match offers, keep track of some upcoming industry events, and have some fun with some videos. Check all of this out at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. The U.S. Transportation Security Administration expects the number of travelers passing through airport checkpoints to beat, if only slightly, the record of 262 million set four years ago. The TSA screened nearly 228 million travelers from Memorial Day through August 29th, or an average of roughly 2.5 million people a day. The agency forecasts another 14 million passengers to pass through airport checkpoints over the six-day Labor Day holiday weekend from September 1st through September 6th. That equals roughly 242 million travelers from Memorial Day to Labor Day. The balance of screenings need to exceed 2019 numbers by roughly 1%. The agency's growth forecasts are likely to come from adjustments from initial reports and final numbers, according to the TSA. For the Labor Day weekend holiday, the unofficial end of summer in the U.S., the TSA expects 11% more screenings than last year. Skift estimated that Airbnb might lose at least 70% of its 23,000 active listings as of September 5th. Many of those folks are ineligible to register because their properties are whole homes and not shared spaces, and the city is far behind in processing registration applications from hosts of shared spaces. The New York City's Office of Special Enforcement has approved only 257 short-term rental host registrations out of 3,250 applications ahead of the deadline. It has reviewed only 800 applications, or about 25% to date. Citing inside Airbnb data, The Guardian reported in January that Airbnb had more than 40,000 listings in New York City. Many of them would not be eligible to register under the city's new enforceable requirements. And beginning September 5th, hosts face up to $5,000 fines or three times revenue for the third violation and risk having their registrations canceled. The United States Department of Transportation has levied a $4 million fine on American Airlines over delays in getting passengers off of planes during extended tarmac delays. The fine is for American breaking the DOT's rule that governs how airlines are supposed to treat passengers during extended tarmac delays. According to the DOT, a tarmac delay occurs when an airplane on the ground is either awaiting takeoff or has just landed and the passengers do not have the opportunity to get off the plane. While there are some exceptions, airlines are generally required to move planes in order to provide passengers with an opportunity to safely get off the plane before three hours for domestic flights and four hours for international flights. They're also required to provide food and water during the delay, along with working bathrooms, comfortable temperatures, and adequate medical attention if needed. According to the DOT's lawsuit, American did not comply with the rule over 40 times between 2018 and 2021 including one incident where American did not provide food or water as required. In total, the incidents, most of which occurred at Dallas Airport, affected 5,221 passengers. 
The ACCC has initiated legal action in the Federal Court of Australia against Qantas Airlines, alleging that the airline has engaged in false, misleading, or deceptive conduct by advertising tickets it has already cancelled. The consumer watchdog is accusing the airline of selling tickets for more than 8,000 flights scheduled to depart between May and July 2022, alleging Qantas kept selling airfares on its website for an average of more than two weeks after cancelling the very flights. The ACCC also believes that more than 10,000 flights scheduled to depart in May to July of 2022, Qantas did not notify existing ticket holders that their flights had been cancelled for an average of about 18 days. According to the ACC, who said, We allege that the Qantas is conducting and continuing to sell tickets to cancel flights and not updating ticket holders about cancel flights, leaving customers with less time to make alternate arrangements, and may also have led them to pay high prices to fly at a particular time, not knowing that their flight had already been cancelled. <laughs> Now, in news that impacts the travel industry, Hyatt is now fully disclosing hidden fees, resort, amenity, or destination fees when consumers and advisors book through the hotel company. Skift, which first broke the news, reported on Thursday that Hyatt began showing resort fees up front on its website and its app in July. Searching for hotels this week on Hyatt's website will show the destination fee or resort fee just above the button to book and will not include taxes, however. Hyatt's move follows similar moves by other hotel companies earlier this summer, most notably Marriott, which took the lead in announcing that it will prominently display the full room price, inclusive of resort and destination fees, on its website and app starting in May. Marriott's move was spurred on by a Pennsylvania court settlement from 2021 after the company was forced to pay $225,000 in penalties to the state after failing to comply with the settlement requirements. Merritt was also sued by the Texas Attorney General in May of this year, but settled once it made the switch. A technical failure that saw hundreds of flights delayed and cancelled across the UK was caused by problems in some flight data received by Britain's national air traffic controllers and was not a cyber attack, according to the authorities. The breakdown, which hit on the late summer holiday on Monday and was one of the busiest days for travel, saw thousands of travelers stranded at the airports. According to the Transportation Secretary Mark Harper, who said it was the worst incident of its kind in almost a decade, the National Air Traffic Services has initiated an investigation and showed that the problems relate to some sort of flight data that they received and gave no specific information on what caused the trouble. Aviation firm Sirium said that almost 800 departures and 800 arrivals were cancelled across the UK. Sonesta Hotels, which runs more than 1,200 hotels under various brand flags, faces a class action suit in Washington, D.C. over how it displays its resort fees on its website and app. Sonesta, whose 16 brands include the Royal Sonesta and Red Line Hotels, did not respond for comment. The move comes after Hyatt, Marriott, and MGM Resorts have all responded to lawsuits by U.S. state attorney generals by disclosing upfront mandatory resort fees when an online shopper first sees the rates returned for a search on their website. More lawsuits against companies are coming, according to Lauren Wolf of consumer advocacy group Travelers United, which filed the class action suit against Sonesta. And now, news of new travel services and improvements. JetBlue announced Thursday that it will suspend all routes to Cuba with the final day of service being September 17, 2023. In 2016, JetBlue made history by becoming the first U.S. airline to operate a commercial flight between the two countries in more than 50 years. 
Demand for travel to the island has been significantly affected by changes to the regulatory landscape and restrictions on our customers with the ability to enter Cuba. This is according to the airline official. We look forward to resuming our services to Havana and continuing to pursue opportunities within Cuba should travel become more accessible in the future. JetBlue said that they're providing full refunds to affected travelers. Canada's Porter Airlines is launching a new service to five Florida destinations this summer. Beginning in November, Porter will fly from Toronto to Tampa, Fort Myers, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. The airline will also launch service from Ottawa to both Orlando and Miami. Porter will roll out the service through December, with each route beginning with one daily round trip. The new routes are part of the continued expansion from Porter, which last month inaugurated its first Western Canada route between Ottawa and Vancouver. The U.S. Transportation Security Administration has added four airlines to its pre-check expedited screening program, bringing the total of participating airlines to 90. The new participants include Cayman Airways, Paris-based low-cost airline French B, British charter airlines Titan Airways, and Japanese low-cost airline Zip Air. Travelers in the program on those airlines can now access pre-check lanes at more than 200 U.S. airports. Air Canada says that it's going to seize several flights from Calgary International Airport. Starting at the end of October, nonstop service to Ottawa, Halifax, Los Angeles, Honolulu, Cancun, and Frankfurt will cease. Air Canada said that customers with flights already booked to affected routes are eligible for full refund. The airline said that it's all part of their plan to improve the overall stability of the airline. In a federal court case, Spirit Airlines is offering a group of first-time airline flyers a 75% refund of carry-on bags that they paid to the airline for a total of $8.25 million. While Spirit is notorious for their ultra-low-cost model, the flyers in the lawsuits claim that they were not made aware of fees ahead of time through numerous online travel agencies, including Expedia, Travelocity, and Cheap Tickets. If the settlement is approved by the court, it would end a six-year litigation against the Florida-based airline. The proposed $8.25 million would include the plaintiff's attorney fees. Spirit has not publicly commented on the settlement proposal. Emirates, the largest international airline, will introduce a new complimentary bus service for its economy passengers arriving into Tokyo Haneda Airport starting on September 1st. Emirates will be the only airline in Japan to offer complimentary bus service from Haneda Airport to major train stations within Tokyo, guaranteeing seamless, efficient transportation solution for the airline's customers to two prominent drop-off locations, the iconic Tokyo Station and the bustling Shinagawa Station. The complimentary daily service offers convenient and efficient connectivity for Emirates passengers as they make their way towards central points within Tokyo in nearly 40 minutes or less. And now, in some technology news. Google said on Monday that it's unveiled the cheapest time-to-book feature that will let travelers know when airfares are expected to be their lowest for booking to their preferred destination. Users on Google Flights can already see whether search prices are low, typical, or high compared to past averages for the same routes and can set up price tracking alerts. Now, for searches with reliable trend data, users can also see a prediction of the cheapest time to book for the selected dates and destination. Similar advice is already being offered by other sites. For example, in June, Kayak introduced its best time to travel tool, which takes into account not only historical pricing data, but weather and seasonal crowds at the destination. In addition, Hopper also includes a price prediction tool to help users judge the best time to book. Skyscanner offers to help travelers find the cheapest month to fly and sets up price alerts to book the best price. 
The most stringent rules on identification checks are coming from members of the Clear Registered Traveler Program in wake of reported security breaches, according to the TSA. However, the agency is not talking about a timeline for those changes. Mandating ID checks upon Clear members would be a blow to the biometrics company, which operates its own lanes at TSA checkpoints in more than 50 airports and sells a $189 annual membership with the promise that members won't have to wait in line to show ID. In June, the TSA provided Clear with proposed updates on how it will manage ID checks. The agency said that it will eventually require all Clear members to present ID at airport checkpoints in which TSA has installed new ID authentication technology. That technology, which verifies a passenger's identity and flight itinerary with an ID, no need to show a boarding pass, is now at 224 airports. Clear, however, said it's working on a workaround with the agency. Travel tech company Snowfall has acquired startup Amigo Go, an app which allows groups to plan and book trips collaboratively. Snowfall, which last year purchased online booking tool Passenger One, said that the acquisition of UK-based Amigo Go was a strategic move designed to further enhance its new Junction One booking platform launched earlier this year. Snowfall said that integrating Amigo Go will improve the group trip planning functionality of its Junction platform, including offering self-servicing and the ability to plan, book, and share travel plan. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. Oh, 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 o